Welcome to More Than The Message, a podcast with the Axe Church Network. I'm Tanner, sitting here with Pastor Barrett. Hey, Tanner. How are you? I'm wonderful. And who's over there? Uh, sitting to my left, your right, is Daniel Fraser of Axe Church Lakeway. Hi, guys. And we have a guest today. And Danielle, I think you are the right one to introduce this guest. Your special well. friend. <laughs> Yep, my special friend, my awesome husband, also from Axe Church Lakeway, it's Kyle Frazier. Hello, Tanner. Hello, Barrett. Hello, Danielle. I feel like you need walk-up music uh, for that intro. You know, I was very impressed with our introduction for you because it did sound very sports-esque. And as we've learned, Danielle, not the biggest sports fan. Nope. But she likes the theatrics before and after a game. Oh. I love the So you're there for the time you're there yep. for the timeouts. Yep. Did you yeah. ever see the intro to the mid nineties Bulls? No. Oh. You two know what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, it's beautiful. Do you know the name of the song? Yeah, Michael Jordan's theme song. Nope. <laughs> I do not. Oh. Uh, I believe it's either Cirrus or Sirius. Um, we'll talk after. It's a, it's what it was one of the best introductions. It was though. like the thing that I would go to on Jock Jams. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Is Jock it, Rock. One of them. Did they know. have any other songs on Jock Jams? They had that one by Queen. Mm. Were you that. guys ever like Now CD guys? Did you guys ever buy the Now CDs? No. The Now albums? Uh, oh yes. No. You did? Yes, those were good. They're up to like 70 now. Yes. This is the, 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 the Now, now that's what I call music, is not a sponsor for us in any kind of way. But, that's crazy, they're up to like number 70. Anyways, we're not here to talk about music from the early 1990s and 2000s. We're here to talk about how do I seek wise counsel. Like we talked about in our very first episode, if you missed it, you can go back and listen to it. Uh, but we're continuing in this how do I dot 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 series, something that Axe Church Lakeline is currently going through as a church. And so a couple of weeks ago, we talked about how do I seek wise counsel. So Pastor Barrett, would you kind of give us a little overview of what it is that we will be talking about today? Uh, seeking wise counsel is something we see a lot through scripture. We see it in the Old Testament, we see it in the New Testament. If you look at the book of Proverbs, it is all throughout Proverbs of, of seeking something, seeking more information or data or knowledge than just yourself. I think a lot of times we can get in an echo chamber or uh, through our feeds, we can get, we can create our own echo chamber. So when we seek wise counsel, we are invited to seek the wisdom that God has put for us in other Christians and other, um, Kind of ideas and thoughts that we get from that are directed by him mm. so so kind of I, I joke around with some of the college students i'm like all the wisdom in the world is not found with you for college with you four 20 year old college guys it's not all found in the dorm you need mm -hmm. somebody at 25 at 35 at 85 to help you shape how you view life it's looking outside of like yourself or your immediate circle and finding wise counsel beyond. There's a verse in Proverbs about uh, the person who has gray hair, right? Yes. What's the, how does that one go again? Something <laughs> about those who have gray hair have received the crown of glory. Yes. And I believe you're looking not at my face, but at my hair because... Uh, well, you were just talking about I it. I didn't put product in my hair today and I've got a lot of grays. So but there I is have received the crown of glory. You have. And you yeah. wear it well. Yeah. Salt and pepper's in. Like, it's on trend. I'm but I think so. there's something about, you know, a verse like that where it's like, look beyond, like, who you are and, like, the circle that you run with because... Uh, I remember when I was 19, 20, I only went to the people who were also 19 and 20 because yeah. they weren't intimidating and I feel like they were going to give me an answer that I probably could have came up with on myself yeah. to make myself feel better. But I don't think that's, I don't think the, the point of seeking wise counsel is to feel good about yourself. It's to learn, it's to grow, it's to learn how to navigate this life. 
And so why do we take like a whole Sunday just to talk about this? I think it's one of those things that's hard to do. And it's one of those things if we don't discuss it, then we might not do it. Or it mm. might not be put in our frame of reference for how we do life. Yeah. So I could, and, and it's extremely easy right now. The example I used on the Sunday where we talked about this was I've got a young son, 10 months old, and I could have Googled how to do the mouth sweep mm-hmm. to like save your kid if they're choking. Uh, and in an emergency, I probably would have yeah. done that. But I talked to somebody in my community group. I said, Luke, I need you to show me how to do this. You've got three kids. They're here and they're not choking currently. Can you show me how to do this? And he said, well, you just gotta put your finger in there and do it. And I could have looked that up on YouTube, but being a little bit vulnerable with him and saying, I don't know how to do this. Will you help me? Mm-hmm. It not only, I learned something, but it gave us a stronger bond. And uh, it's, it's small, but it's big because it invites more people into your story. And it's, the, it's one of the gifts that God has for us. Like, you're not meant to navigate this alone. Yeah. And it's not easy to be the person who is the who, who asks the question or who admits, "Hey, I don't know. I don't know something." Mm. And I think that's one of the reasons why I appreciated we, us taking a whole entire Sunday to bring this up. Because when you begin to ask questions or when you begin to step outside of yourself and invite people into your life, you're going to learn and change and transform. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, like we say time and time again at every church, you know, you're not alone in this. Yeah. Like we're doing this together. It's a community thing. But to really feel the depth of that requires some sort of vulnerability or to be like, I don't know how to do this. Mm-hmm. Can you help? Mm-hmm. And it is very, very difficult because I think for, well, for all of us, we all have these problems in the ways that we, the ways that we tend to approach the problem or approach the situation. And I know as like a guy, like the last thing I ever want to do is ask for help. But the first thing I know I need to do is ask for help. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think that what you were saying is, true about, you know, depending on each person, that wise counsel is going to look really different Mm -hmm. on, like you said, how they ask for it or just how we approach kind of struggles or problems really in general. It's kind of different for everyone. I mean, what comes to mind for me, because I'm the only gal sitting here right now, is just like girls and and guys and like how we kind of like step up to a problem uh, in different ways. Yeah. How do how <laughs> how, how do does you do how do you do that? <laughs> yeah, no. Well, okay. So for you, like when you uh, approach a problem or a question or whatever, how do you, and then how do you approach that? How do you step into that? Well, I think everyone's obviously really different. So right. this is just like a generality. Uh, you know, us ladies, we're tough as our guys. They're just talking about the gals right now, and um, can really handle a lot. However, I find personally for myself, of course, I want to fix the problem. Of course, I would like to ask for help. But I also just want to ask for listening. I just want to be heard within that problem. Uh So for me, the process is actually super beneficial. Mm -hmm. So like I might tell you and, you know, with my husband sitting here, it's kind of easy to reference him. I was taking notes. Yes. He's taking notes. He's like, this is what I should have been doing for the last 12 years. (laughs) (laughs) Dang. So it might be, you know, this happened. Oh my gosh. What do I do when I'm upset? And he being so wise and in his counsel being very wise, just, I don't know what that meant, but (laughs) I, he might try to like, give me a solution and his solution might be fantastic. However, he didn't get to hear like how hurt I was and like what happened to me emotionally by going through this. And so I kind of feel like we might want to have a little more process in there and not just kind of stick the Band-Aid on it. 
Like, I want someone to know what hurts, too. Yeah. That's just me. But that makes sense. What about guys? I would say, so there's a couple of different things. I think, Barrett, the, descri- uh, the situation you described where it's like, I need to learn to do something. That's one. I think there's a different type of situation sometimes where it's like, we need to seek wise counsel when we need to figure out what to do. Yeah. Like we're at a crossroads and it's like, I could do this or I could do that. Mm-hmm. I think guys more don't want wise counsel. They want affirmation of what they already want to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why asking for wise counsel becomes hard is because if we actually ask someone that will be open and honest with us, then what we have to be fearful of is that we might be wrong or not, not have the easy or right answer already. So we, I think deep down, really just want to be affirmed and like, yeah, you, you're on the right path. You're doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Reality is we don't know what we're doing. We're always terrified. And like, we do need to be humble in how we approach wise counsel. So I think that's the, one of the tensions for guys. It's not even about being heard. Like what you're saying a lot of times for, for women is it's just about saying, hey, I'm going to tell you the situation, but just say, yes, I'm doing the right thing at the end. Yeah. That's not good. That's not, that's not <laughs> beneficial to us, but I think that's how we approach it a lot of the time. Uh, before, so before Sarah and I got married, uh, I went to uh, an old pastor friend, Pastor Jeff in St. Louis, and I had talked to Jeff a couple of times, and usually I call him when big life things happen, like he is the wise counsel that I'll seek. And I can remember when I left St. Louis to move to Wisconsin, I, I, I asked Jeff, and Jeff just told me one thing. He just said, go. And I felt like he was wise enough to help me to make that decision and to go. And I already talked about him to like, oh, I should go. And then he said, go. And I knew that was the right decision. So his wise counsel came in that. But then when Sarah and I were thinking about getting married, I called Jeff up and I was just like telling him all about it. And, he, and, I, and I basically just said, uh, Jeff, like, I just need you to tell me that I should marry her. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, well, I can't do that. But he just made it very simple. He's like, do you love her? I was like, well. Well, yeah. And he's like, does she love you? And I was like, I think so. Yes, she, she does. Yes, she We're does. Close. And I was like, and he's like, are you willing to, are you willing to fight for her? Are you willing to fight with her? Are you willing to make this work? Are you willing to do this life with her? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, you have your answer. Right. He's like, you have it. And, but I, but kind of like what you were saying, Kyle, I just needed it to be affirmed from a voice that I trusted. And that voice was a step a stage in life further than you or a stage and a half in life further than you. Mm-hmm. And that's where the wisdom comes in. Mm-hmm. I think it's like, oh, I've seen this. I've been through that. I know what, what that looks like. Yeah, if you have questions about that, you might know the answer, but but here's here are things to help you see what you're thinking more clearly. Mm-hmm. I, it was almost as if I just needed someone to say, like, you're on the right track. It's going to be okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. So is that, and then that's different for... For y'all then, for ladies. Oh, you said y'all. Um, for y'all ladies. <laughs> <laughs> no, we definitely want to be affirmed. Like we always, yeah. I always feel like I'll be like, just be honest. And someone will be honest. But like, don't. Jeez, oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know about that. No, I think it's similar. I think everyone wants to know that they're on the right track. I think mm-hmm. that's the easier answer in life, right? Than having to like totally switch. I will say though, on like a lower level question about approaching these problems, if all these things are true, then how come when you all are lost or you're in a store, you can't find something? Are like, you talking about you all as in Kyle? No. Or, or just, I feel like you're bringing Barrett and Tanner into like a conversation that we're just I'm supposed just to be having. Like, Tanner and I don't get lost. Um, that might just be a Kyle thing. I don't get lost. I just take a little bit longer. Okay. So if you guys my, are in a store <laughs> and you can't find something, I will find someone that works in that store and I'll be like, hey, help me find this thing. Guys, I feel like you want to you fix it yourself. So you're going to walk around the store for an hour and just waste your time. Uh, that's not because I'm lost. 
We just have different approaches to shopping. Uh, okay. and, and here's the thing. I wouldn't say that it's because I'm prideful. It's because I'm introverted. Okay. I get, Maybe I get. I'm just like, I don't want to talk to anybody. I came to the grocery store to get what I needed. And if it's not out in plain sight, they don't want me to buy it. I kind of just want to walk through all the rows. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You might want something. You might want something. Yeah. You I might just, need soy sauce yeah. and you didn't even know it. I just think if guys want to fix the problem, like in general, then how come when we're in these smaller situations, just ask someone that knows better? That's all I'm well, saying. Because, because it's way, and I think that's some, that's some wise counsel right yeah. there. Hey. Some wise counsel. Doesn't have to be gender specific. We can take yep. wise counsel and yep. say, next time I'm in HEB, <laughs> well, take Danielle's advice and ask that wonderful person it. in the orange. No, they were well, red there. They do. Red shirt. Yep. But, all right, so, but logically speaking, that makes sense though, because it's way easier to focus on someone else's problem and to solve someone else's problem than solve your own. I can give you advice as to what you should, what in my mind you should do. I will never tell you what you should do. <laughs> what in my mind I think would be wise to do. But for me, have to take that same kind of advice or admit that I'm wrong. That's a lot harder to do. Mm. So if someone asks me, "Hey, can you find you know I don't know where tortilla chips are," I'd help them in a half like half a second. That's great. I'll, thank you for asking me. But I'm not going to ask anyone where stuff is. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Let's be honest. Tortilla chips and certain HEBs are in three different areas. It's confusing. It depends on what coupons are. By the deli and by the chip aisle. Because we have good tortilla chips here. Sorry, Midwestern people. Um, I have two questions for us this afternoon. And the first one is, what is some of the best advice that you have been given? I always find it to be fascinating to learn what, what advice has really mattered or changed somebody, well, the trajectory of their life. Or maybe just for that moment. Uh, so (laughs) let's organically go around the circle and, uh, yeah, yeah, Bear, what do you have? What do you hit us off? All right. So I'm going to tailor mine towards this, uh, conversation Mm -hmm. and somewhere in college, I, I was talking to some older people and some, some wise people. I'm sure they were all of like 28, um, Or maybe older. But they said, don't just have one mentor because you can't hang your hat or you can't put all this weight on one person to tell you everything about life. But I don't know where I heard from They said, think about it as like a baseball bullpen where you've got a setup pitcher, a reliever, a closer, a left-handed specialist. And they said, if you can kind of create that type of bullpen or group of people wise counsel or like a presidential cabinet you'll be much better off than putting all your chips on one human being because no one can carry that weight Mm -hmm. right and so today i've got people that i look to for business things or what does pastoral pastoral care look like or what does leading in the ministry look like or who do i look to for they're a good husband and a good dad and they've got kids that love them and follow jesus so I kind of look at it that way. And along this topic, that's some of my best advice is to create a bullpen and not just have one mentor. That's good. Danielle, what do you have? Um, well, I didn't have my best advice on giving advice. So I'm going to have to go a little bit off script then because I <laughs> misunderstood that one. But um, I feel like uh, for myself, just in general, the best advice, and I think it applies across the board, is just... Um, take 15 minutes at a time. So what I mean by that is, it's advice actually my mom gave me. I think we all, like, I talk about myself, I try to figure out too much at once, whether that's on my own, whether that's asking other people, whatever. I try to solve everything all at once with what's going to happen today, tomorrow, and 10 years from now. And um, I used to ask my mom, like, how do we get through these things? What? What? Ah, it's too much. And she would say, you know, Danielle, you just 
15 minutes at a time. Like you just pray to God some days, like get me through these next 15. And then you conquer that and you get through the next 15. Mm -hmm. And I think as simple as that is, as simple as that is, I think it makes perfect sense. And I really apply it in all areas, just a few minutes at a time. No, I think that's exactly right. That's good advice. I think so too. I'll write that down. (laughs) 15 minutes at a time. What about you, Kyle? Uh, I'm going to use a sports analogy and a sports story. Uh, Uh, I'm going to use a baseball story. And it's it's interesting because like, Thinking of this, it's not advice that was directly given to me. It wasn't like a coach or like an inspirational speech that was like said, Kyle, this, this, this. But it's just like a lesson that I learned, especially when it comes time to like seeking out advice or just how you deal with issues in life. Uh, my favorite baseball player of all time is a man by the name of Tony Gwynn, who is a uh, one of the greatest hitters of all time. Padres. Uh, was a player for the San Diego Padres, That's a good. right fielder, number 19. They still have a baseball team, by the way? They still do. Gotcha. Yep. We're... we're uh, yeah, we're great. Um, <laughs> but uh, in the mid-80s, uh, Tony Gwynn was in a hitting slump. So one of the things he did was he asked his wife to take their VCR and start recording all of his at-bats. And he was the first player of note that ever started recording and watching back their own at-bats. Hmm. And part of the theory behind that was it wasn't about how do I learn concepts of hitting. It's how do I actually watch myself hit. And I think a lot of times when it comes to advice, when it comes to facing dilemmas and stuff like that, it starts with actually knowing yourself, not just knowing key concepts. Mm-hmm. And so like I try and probably sometimes to a detriment, like I'm self-analyzing myself mm-hmm. all the time or trying to learn more about myself all the time and trying to figure out who I am, how I'm wired, what I'm good at, what I'm not good at. Uh, Cause I think there's so many times that we fall into these traps just based on making assumptions about ourselves or focusing on what we want to be reality versus what is reality. Um, and I just think if I can have an honest assessment of where I'm at, who I am and what I'm doing well and what I need to be working on, that positions me in, in a much healthier spot than anything else. Yeah. That's good. Sports. 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 Tanner, um, the piece of advice that I got was when I was 19 years old and it sounded a little harsh at first, but it was, it was my first my first week working at this camp, and it was during our staff training, so there was like 50 of us there prepping to get campers in a week or two, and uh, the program director at the time basically just said, just don't be an idiot. <laughs> and for some reason, at the age of 19, when like, I think that might be like the <laughs> height a, of, of when you are, year. right? Yeah. But when that's he said that, I was just, that is, yeah. I was like, huh. <laughs> Yeah. Me through this That's <laughs> really good. And there have been some moments where I'm like, that I, I, ha- I can make a decision to do this or I can do this. And so I just think to myself, just don't be an idiot. Oh, and that like, for some reason that really, really helps me navigate life. Cause that's what this, all this advice is. Take 15 minutes. Like that is beautiful advice. I can remember just like yesterday, I was getting so far ahead of myself yeah. and I was just like, I, oh, I have to go, go for a walk. Mm-hmm. Like I have to leave what is in front of me and just take 15 minutes to move forward. That's straight out of Proverbs too. Like yeah. if you look through Proverbs, there's a couple dichotomies and one of the big, big dichotomies in Proverbs is there's the foolish and there's the wise. Mm-hmm. And I think it's meant so that we don't look like the foolish person mm-hmm. and we look like the wise person. So straight out of Proverbs one thirty one. Well, and one of the things that you taught me was just like, whatever day it is, you read the day, that day's proverb. Mm. So if it's the twenty sixth day of the month, read the twenty sixth 
proverb. And I, I think it's fascinating. And I just want to compile this, all, all the, like the best advice that people have gotten, because I think it's helpful, but I think then you can read most of that advice and you're going to find it in the book of Proverbs. Yeah. Okay. So let's switch gears for a second. Then is there a piece of advice that you find yourself giving others? Yep. Go for it. Oh, you want me to share it? Um, (laughs) No, it's meant to be a secret. Uh, So this advice I actually learned on a TV show. I did not, I was not told this or taught this. Uh, All my references are uh, some type of entertainment or sports. Um, There's a TV show a long time ago called Sports Night. And basically there's this scene, and I'm not going to describe the scene, but basically what it ends up saying, there's this line in the show where it's, it's talking about leadership and the idea and the concept of leadership is uh, if I'm an idiot, I should surround myself with smart people. And if I'm smart, I need to surround myself with smart people that think differently than me. Mm. And I say that saying, first and foremost, if you, uh, the four of us around this table right now are all currently working at a church. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you may not work in a Christian church, but you live in a tight knit Christian community, that can be very difficult to surround. I mean, if you're not smart, work on that. But if you're smart and you need to surround yourself with smart people that think differently than you, that can be difficult sometimes because we do kind of enter into this kind of safe cocoon where we all kind of think the same thing. Mm-hmm. But finding people that will challenge the way you approach life or challenge the way you might think about a situation. I just I remember hearing that. I'm like, oh, it's actually smart to have people around me that think differently than me and can challenge me and can push me. And I might arrive back at what I thought all along. But that process is important. That's good. I, I've heard that advice in a lot of different areas, especially uh, in the world of Twitter, where it's like follow people who believe things that are different than you. Mm-hmm. Now, there's, there's, yeah. uh, there's definitely a, a big difference between what's on your phone and then the people that are around you. Because it's, it's, it's easy for me to read a tweet from somebody that disagrees with me on this subject, but it's more difficult to sit and hear it from somebody else and be like, oh, that's your, mm-hmm. that is what you truly do believe in, you're speaking it. Uh, but I, I mean, I... That's good to have those voices there, even if you, like, you can't always go and sit and have beer or sit and have coffee with somebody. It's like, oh, I need to know that yeah. this is a perspective that's different mm-hmm. than mine. Mm-hmm. Well, my Twitter feed is just full of sports, but also... Uh, <laughs> nice. um, but it's, but, it's but full, fans yeah, of different teams. Yeah, fans of different teams, so I don't understand their logic. But then it's also like uh, being somebody who, who works and serves in the church, following people of different faith backgrounds and different beliefs and being like, oh, this is how you see... God, or this is how you interpret or read the Bible, or this is what you believe about this topic or this matter. It helps. It helps me kind of step into these conversations, knowing that oh, this is somebody's truth, and I'm going to step into that. Mm-hmm. And well, yeah. and it creates empathy because at least, uh-huh. like, I might not agree, but I can see your circumstance, or I can see your life, and I can see maybe that's why you arrived at that particular conclusion or decision or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, and, and so I think it just, the more you can see, not just how people that live, look, think like you, mm-hmm. uh, how they view the world, but see how maybe someone else, whether it's of a different ethnicity, gender, religion, whatever it is, to see their perspective and where they might be coming from, isn't a threat at what you believe. Oh, right. in, in a lot of ways, it can affirm what you believe and can actually enhance and grow what you mm-hmm. believe. And I think sometimes we get very fearful of that. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, if I tiptoe too far into that realm, I'm going to lose what I have. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's where you're going to grow. That's where you're going to see yourself get deeper into your faith, not further from it. And I think that what you're saying right now plays really well into what Barrett was talking about earlier with the whole bullpen idea. 
and I don't want to mix metaphors, but <laughs> it's like having a deep bench in basketball. Right. But it's also uh, like going from uh, like the, your bullpen, but you want to learn more things. So you go learn from the basketball mm-hmm. team, you know, mm-hmm. but, but <laughs> that's going to get, I'm so lost. Are you lost, Daniel? I'm lost. Anyways, Daniel, what do you have? Is there a piece of advice that you find yourself <laughs> Sorry, giving There's a lot of sports uh, references. So I kind of started to zone out. When I'm in um, first position <laughs> dancing. I just don't know what most of it meant. Um, but but the other stuff, yes, I was following along with, and I appreciate everyone's thoughts and feelings. Um, I, for me, um, was the feelings part directed at Tanner? <laughs> I wasn't. I, I don't even know. So I feel like for me, um, I love quotes. Again, I think it's really cool to hear from other people, and a lot of quotes are like different people said this thing versus another. So the quote I'm about to give, works. yeah. But the quote I'm about to give, depending on what book you read, it'll say someone else said it. I'll give this uh, shout out to Oscar Wilde. That's what most people say, said it, but I don't know. So my favorite quote um, advice is be yourself. Everyone else is already taken. Mm. And I used to tell that to students. I've always had it up on my classroom wall because I think if we all are comfortable within ourselves and realize like God made one of us for a reason, like it would have been way easier in the copy machine of creation. That's how I view it. Uh, if like he made one and just clicked like times a bajillion on the copier mm. and was like, bing, 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 done. But like he had to make a brand new like mold for each of us mm-hmm. and that was on purpose. And so <laughs> if we celebrate that, I think we don't compare as much. I think we're way less self-conscious. I think we just feel more love in general because we know that at the end of the day, we are enough. So yeah. that would be mine. How about you, uh, Mr. Barrett? I was trying to think. I was trying to find a segue to throw it oh. over to Tanner. Oh, so you Tanner, were you trying to grab like a sports metaphor or something too? Uh, yes. Yes, it was. Tanner, what's your piece of advice? I think there's a lot of things. Um, well, there's a lot of things that I could say, but one of the things that I'm learning right now and something that I'm offering to other people is uh, how do you start your day and then how do you end your day? Because I think for, for me, especially so we're, we're recording this, it's almost March right now, but around the turn of the new year, I, I realized I just needed to change the way that I was starting my day and the way that I was ending my day. And I think for a lot of us, we start our day with our phone or with a screen and we end our day with a phone or with a screen. And I realized just that's not healthy. Mm-hmm. Like that is not a, that's not a healthy thing for me. And so uh, I, I've implemented some like things that I do most mornings or I try to do most mornings. And it's, it's simple things like I don't look at my phone right away. I shut my alarm off because I really like the alarm on my phone, not <laughs> on the alarm clock, but I shut it off and then I leave it right there. And then I go drink a big cup of water and then I do like a really short and simple workout to like the point of where I don't sweat. Do you actually do it though? I You're do. I do. I do some squats. I do some push-ups. Good I do every day's arms day. I do. I do. I do <laughs> one you. sit up. I do one sit up, and then and then I move on. Perfect. And then I spend some time in prayer. I spend some time in silence. I spend some time reading, and that takes me for me maybe thirty minutes, maybe forty minutes. But it's like way better than me waking up with my phone. Mm. Because I don't feel rested, I don't feel recharged when I do that. And then the same is true at, at the end of the day, is I wanna have time where I'm not looking at my phone, not looking at a screen, and not communicating with the outside world, and just finding time to to simply be, because I think we, we've done a really good job of distracting ourselves, and we've forgotten how to just simply be. Mm-hmm. I'm saying? You really do do that well. Yeah. Like, and I remember, the beginning of the year, you were trying to figure mm-hmm. some of that out. 
Yeah. And it's, and then there's some days and there's like this morning I, I slept in because it was a late night and like, I did not do a couple of those things and I felt it later on. Mm. Uh, and I, and then you can kind of tell that the day. And like, if I start my day without my phone, then I don't find myself picking it up throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Also, it's not like in my mind, I thought I was gonna be like, well, I have to catch up because I missed it in the morning. Like, that's not true. It's like, oh, I realized I don't actually need mm-hmm. it. That's cool. I don't actually need it. And so I've even on my phone as well, like talking with some college students and they're like, well, what do you do like to not be on your phone? It's like, well, I put up like time blockers, like Apple builds it in. So you can be like, you can only, you can only be on this app for this long a day. And then when time runs out, you can't go back on it. Yeah. I mean, you can go back on it, but it says, are you sure right. you want to? And it's just really? like, it's it's a, it says something like judgy. that. They're like, are you sure you want to? And it's yeah. just like, yes. And so you have to say yes to that. Picking up a different device. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So real quick on that, I mean, maybe like not honing in on the phone aspect specifically, but you're talking about being more disciplined at the start of the day and at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So you are married, Ma'am. but no children. Correct. Barrett, you are married and have a very young child. Yes. Danielle and I are married and have older children. Yes. So kind of three different phases of it. Barrett, you're kind of in year one of figuring out parenthood and life and all that kind of stuff. How is discipline in that kind of realm? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's, it's, important. it's still important. I haven't missed a quiet time in 10 and that. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, it's hard. So I've seen certain things, especially, especially morning things shift. Um, yeah. Like I have, I work best in the times where I need to be holding him and changing his diaper to get him ready to go to daycare with my wife drives him off in the morning and so it's like that's my optimal time so i don't get that time but it's not like it's the end of the world right yeah so things just shift i mean it's like oh it's not the end of the world mm-hmm. and i don't know if yeah that's just where things are right now i'm kind of drawing a blank right now but i'm just like you know things just change and you mm-hmm. it, you go with it. Well, I, I have thought about well, like what I just said, like my morning and evening routine. I was thinking like, oh, I could like I could write a blog post about this. So many people would want to do this because it works. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, but people have kids. You know, like I I know that when when Sarah and I have children or a dog, like this isn't gonna work out that way. <laughs> like it's gonna have to change. And so like your routines and the things that help you navigate each day are going to change with the seasons as they come. I will say this: there was a week a week where we set out, I was like, you know what? Let's just try setting out all these clothes and I'll pre-make a bunch of meals. That week went amazing. Mm-hmm. Cause, yeah. Cause it was like, oh, five outfits, that's fine. Five sleeping things, whatever onesies yeah. that he sleeps They're in. They're called pajamas. Pajamas, <laughs> PJs. Uh, I set that out and it made the morning so much better. It was like, oh, this took seven minutes on mm-hmm. a Sunday. Huh. Anyway. Well, I think the shift is too with each stage of life, you're then managing other people's agendas as well and not just your own it's like for you you can you have the time to carve out the time mm-hmm. um i might want to carve out my time but henry might want to do something else yeah and so then you got to try to sneak in space for yourself um it's like taking care of the needs of others and so a uh, quiet time looks like literally when People don't need anything for a couple moments. <laughs> but I do think kids have radar because there's an occasion, very rare, 
or I can sleep in a smidge because there's no athletic events or school or work. Mm-hmm. And the second, like I'll sneak out, I'll go in the living room, like it's gonna be a moment. I can refocus, recenter. I'm not gonna work out. I'm, I'm not gonna lie that I am, but like <laughs> I will go and I'm like, ah, it's quiet in the house. And then you hear, no, no. Henry, every time. I think the kids have this magic radar. I don't know. <laughs> Theo probably has it. He just can't walk around yet. You'll see it. Oh. <laughs> just this saying. is why you need wise counsel to know what's coming. Yep. You guys are like parental radar for me. It's like yeah. they're gonna find you and they're gonna like. Well, they're not hunt. They're not hunting you. They might. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. Careful. Sometimes. Don't make well, a and, and from where I'm sitting, I Sarah and I have gotten to watch you and Krista for the last what ten months now, eleven months, for something like something that. like that. But like <laughs> we're like and we're like taking like mental notes. And I'm just like, okay, so do that. Okay, so this is going to happen. Oh, gosh. Don't, don't, do, that. don't do that. Don't do that one. <laughs> okay, Barrett, what do you have? What advice have you been finding? Trying to avoid this. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like uh, there's a couple things that I find myself saying over and over and over again. And a lot of it happens in messages. And one thing I stole from my pastor up in Minnesota, his name's Ben, and he said... He very bluntly said, your job will fail you, your church will fail you, your pastor will fail you, your spouse will fail you, your kids will fail you, but Jesus will never fail you. And that's not really like advice, but it's just like, it puts things back into perspective for, for people. Mm-hmm. It says, okay, these things aren't meant to carry the weight that you might be putting on them. Um, I find myself saying that. And recently in some pastoral care conversation type things uh i've been inviting people to talk to god and and that's very strange which is like what does god say about this mm-hmm. or have you have you told him mm-hmm. like have you told him because like you don't need me like a seminary degree or a bible college degree you don't need to talk to that person more often than not you just need to talk to god mm-hmm. So, that's what I find myself saying. That's good advice. Wise counsel. Wise counsel. So wise. So wise. Yeah. I, I woke up the other morning, and I, I think I told you about this, but I just I woke up and I just felt guilty. And I was like, why, why do you feel guilty? And I had spent a couple of years, uh, my mid-20s, working at a camp, and I thought that I knew everything, and so I did not seek advice from other people. And I was like, man, I feel like I wasted a lot of time not asking questions or not asking for help thinking that I knew it all because I didn't. And it it took me a little while to figure that out, (laughs) right? A couple of years later, but I was just like, oh, I I should have spent more time asking or asking for help. And it kind of goes back to the whole finding chips in the grocery store. First of all, if you can't find chips in a grocery store, have you ever been to one before? But like... But like, to, yes. to go to somebody and ask them for their help, I think people want to be asked. I yeah. think people want to really honor them. the person when you yeah. ask them. Yeah, and so I spent a lot of time being quiet because I just didn't want to ask. Get over yourself, buddy. Seek wise counsel. And that's the last piece of advice that we've got. Get over yourself. Get over buddy. yourself, pal. <laughs> Seek wise counsel. Don't you feel inspired? <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for you to like make a sports joke now too. Come on, David. Nope. Give us your best sports. <laughs> no, nope. as a parent.
parent, you know, then I would be encouraging that behavior that I do not like right now, which is the sports analogy. <laughs> sports. So I'm not going to give sports. it life. Can you give us one sports quote, Daniel? Actually, I almost tried. Go to when you. Um, when I tried to um, throw the ball at you to hit it with your... Back. This is rough. Best advice. And you, like, threw it back. And then we went to Tanner. And then Tanner was, like, throwing you a bunt. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Anyways, thank you for joining us for another episode of More Than The Message Podcast. I <laughs> Leave a five-star review. Share this podcast around with your friends. We'll be back in a week or so with another episode. And for that, hey, let's thank Kyle Frazier. Woo, Kyle. Kyle, great job, buddy. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Uh, that's sports-ish. Clapping. Clap. <laughs> it's also theatery. It's also theatery. Curtain call. We'll have to do more like theater analogies mm. in the future. You have to teach us some of those. Our yeah. conversation went stage left real fast. Oh man, my leg is Close broken. the curtains, pal. Oh, yeah. oh wow. All right, we're gonna take a wow. brief intermission and we'll see you next week. <laughs> okay. And with that, I'm Tanner. I'm Barrett. I'm Danielle. And I love sports. See ya.